Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, hey, my name is Ethan, and I'm so glad that you are checking this out. We're in a series called Game Plan, and it's all about our strategy as a church, our vision, our future, and more importantly, it's about how you can be a part of that. Now, this is kind of like a family meeting, and so if you're new or newer, or you're still kicking the tires of Christianity uh, around a little bit, you get a front row seat and you get to listen in as we talk about some of the things that are important to our church. Now, we've talked about, as a goal, this number 200. We want to see 200 people attending this church by the end of the year. Now, we didn't choose that goal because it sounds good. We didn't choose that goal because we want to be the one of the largest churches in the Lake Norman area. And we didn't choose that goal because we think that we're the greatest thing since sliced bread. We chose that goal because we care about people. We care about people hearing how much God loves them. We care about creating a space and an environment where people can come and belong and they can find community and they can find hope. We uh, have that goal of 200 because 200 isn't just a number. It's about people and those people have stories. And if that's our goal, our strategy and the main topic of this entire series has been this, invest, invite, grow, and go. Now, over the past few weeks, Gerald has, uh, has talked about the first three of those, and, and I would encourage you, if you haven't seen those, to go back and watch those. And today, I want to talk about the word go. The word go. And, we, and our, mission, uh, our mission statement as a church is this. Uh, we want to help people find and follow Jesus. It's simple. It's, it's really one sentence. Help people find and follow Jesus. Now, we didn't invent that uh, terminology. We didn't invent those words or that idea. We, we put it together and we stamped our name on it. But actually, uh, it was inspired by something Jesus said. He says this in Matthew 28, and we're going to talk about this kind of throughout the entire uh, message today. We, he says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We want to exist to help people find Jesus and follow him. Now, we, we believe that following Jesus is, an, is an, a lifetime thing. You never reach the top. You, you never reach the goal. It's, a, it's always following, always following. We believe that everyone has a next step to take. And so with this series, we want to do that. Now, there are a couple things that I absolutely love on this earth. And I, and I say things because they are things. There's a couple things that I actually absolutely love on this earth. Uh, one thing is this. I love T-shirts from Banana Republic. Whatever it is, however they make them, they fit me perfectly. They have a lot of colors. I, I love them. For me, Banana Republic is the best t-shirt out there. Banana Republic, if you're watching this, please sponsor me. Another thing that I love, and this may be a bit controversial, I love barbecue, and I think, even people in this room right now are probably gonna roll their eyes, I think for the money, for your money, the best bang for the buck, Sweet Baby Ray's is like the best sauce ever. And maybe you're watching at home or you're listening to your car and you just turned it off because you're like, sweet baby Ray's, are you kidding me? I think it's good. I like it. Another thing that I love, 
I love vans, not the minivan. I have a minivan. I don't love it. I love the shoes vans. I've had a pair since I was 13. There's always been a pair of vans in my closet for since I was 13. And I'll probably have a pair until the day I die. I think they're comfortable, they're affordable, and they look cool. Now this might start feeling like QVC a little bit for you. One more thing that I really love, and this is probably the one thing that I love more than anything on this earth, and that is this, a number one from Chick-fil-A. It's perfect, it's the perfect lunch, it's the perfect dinner, a chicken sandwich, breaded perfectly with the pickle, Chick-fil-A sauce, the fries, it's just perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And you probably have some things that you like too, right? You have some brands, there's some companies, a certain style of something, a restaurant, barbecue sauce. There's something that you love. And when you find that brand or that company or that restaurant that you love, you know exactly why you love it. You have a reason that you love it. It's a personal reason that you love that item or product. Now here's the thing. I don't know everything about the products I love. I don't know everything about them and I still love them. And, and when I learn more and more about them, I love them more and more and tell more people about them. Now, now most people, especially in church, would say this. Well, if you would talk about those things to strangers, why don't you talk to everyone you meet about God? Right? It's this whole thing, well, if you would talk about sports as much, or God as much as you talk about sports, or if you would talk about God as much as you talk about barbecue sauce, or if you would talk about God as much as you talk about your favorite restaurant. But I'm not going to say that today because I don't believe it's fair. I don't believe it's fair. Talking to God, talking about, to someone about God is very different than talking to someone about barbecue sauce, and rightfully so. It can be a big deal. We believe it here at Love Lake Norman that... Uh, that a conversation or even an invitation can ultimately lead to a decision that changes someone's life. And we believe that everyone has a next step to take. And so I want to offer those to you today. I want to offer a next step for you. And maybe that next step is to begin sharing your faith. And we want to be helpful in taking that step. We want to be helpful to you and a resource to you for taking that step. So my hope today is this. We're not going to say, hey, go talk about God more. I'm not going to say that today. What I will say is I will give you reasons why I think you should. And I will give you some things to equip you to set you up for success in talking about God. Now, if you ever tried to talk to someone about God or your faith or Jesus or church or the Bible, maybe it didn't go well <laughs> or you felt uh, kind of awkward. Listen, you're in great company. It happens all the time. Anyone who's ever talked about God has probably felt that. And here's some things that I have thought and sometimes still think when I'm talking to someone about God. What should I say? The first thing is this. Well, what should I say? Like, how do I know what to say when I'm having a conversation with someone who maybe isn't familiar with the Bible or church? What, what do I say? And, and how do I make it a natural part of our conversation? The second thought I have is, well, what if I sound stupid? <laughs> what if I sound stupid? I mean, uh, what if I talk about a controversial subject and, and end up sounding like an idiot? What if I fumble through an explanation about who God is or my viewpoint? I don't want to sound like an idiot. And the third thing is this. What if I make them mad? What if what I'm saying makes them mad? It's, it's, it's no secret that, that faith can be a very heated subject. I mean, we recorded a TikTok, our very first TikTok last week, and it was just a silly dance 
and invite the church. Hey, come check out our church. We'd love to see you. And the comment section wasn't nice. <laughs> it was not nice. People get heated anytime church, religion, God, Jesus, Bible thrown around. So if you've ever talked about God or church, you may have felt, ah, I don't want to make them mad. I don't want to feel stupid. What do I even say? Now, if you're anything like me, this may raise this question. Well, why should I share my faith? Why should I even share my faith? If, if it's awkward, if it's strange, if it's weird, if it's going to make me feel weird, make them feel weird, potentially make them mad, make me feel stupid, why even try to share my faith? Why not let the pastors do that? They get paid to do it. Why not let the missionaries do it? It's their job. Well, we actually find the answer to that question. In one of the last conversations that Jesus has with his disciples, we find the answer to that question. And it's called the Great Commission. It's the verse I read before, and I want to read it again. I want to read a little bit before and a little bit after as well. And I want to talk about a few things in the Great Commission today. So we see that. Starts in, in verse 16. It says this Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. I, I think this is encouraging. I mean, th these men had seen Jesus do some incredible things. They had seen him calm storms, rebuke demons, restore bodies of the sick and afflicted. They had seen him literally go from death to life. And some still doubted. And some still doubted. Jesus, in this incredible moment, doesn't kick them out. He doesn't say, are you kidding me, guys? You've seen this. This is what he does. He continues talking. He just continues talking. He doesn't say, I'm going to find a better group. I'm going to a better group of friends, better few people to hang out with. And this is exactly why we have the value that you can belong before you believe. We, we say that. We want to create a place where you can belong before you believe. So... We realize that we may have doubts, and we still want you to be able to call this place home. You may have questions and doubts, and we want you to call this place home. And then he continues in verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus, time and time again, has established his authority over the seen world, the unseen world, over physical bodies, over life and death. He has authority. He has Authority, But the impressive part of his authority is his perfect love for us. And he gives us an immediate response. He says, I have authority of heaven and earth. And because of that, because of my great love for you, this is how you can respond. Verse 19, and this is the crux of it all. It says, therefore, go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. I want us to look at that word go. I mean, it has layers. The, the word go has layers. And I'm going to peel those back for us. The first layer, if you consider yourself a Jesus follower, you have a personal relationship with him. It's unique to you. And because of that relationship, you can think back on your life. And you can think how God has worked in and through your life. You have a backstory with God. Now, if you're not a Jesus follower, we're glad that you're here. And you can actually probably look back at your life and think, well, maybe that was God. Maybe that was God working in and through my life. Everyone has a backstory with God. It's like a superhero movie. You find out who they are, where they are, why they are. You have a backstory with God. The second layer is this. You not only have a backstory with God, but you, you 
have something special about you. You have gifts and talents. You have gifts and talents and hobbies and likes and preferences that the Creator has given you. The Creator has given those things to you and you are unlike anyone else on this planet. Your gifts and hobbies and likes and preferences, they all play into who you are. Who you are. The third layer is this. You have friends and families and coworkers and you have neighbors. You are where you are right now. You have a unique influence whether you realize it or not. The relationship you have with certain people is unique to you. You're a brother, a father, a mother, a son. You're a daughter. You're a parent. You're someone to something. You're someone to someone and you're something to someone. You have titles and you have influence. And the fourth layer is this. You're connected to Love Lake Norman. Maybe even if you're just watching online, you're still connected to us. We are, we are a unique group of people. I mean, Love Lake Norman is not a building. It's a group of people. It's a group of people. You and the people in this church make up Love Lake Norman. And, and so if you want to think about it in these terms, who you are, backstory, talents, gifts, likes, preferences, where you are and who is around you and who you are with, the people surrounding you, loving you, encouraging you, the people of Love Lake Norman, that gets all smashed together to make you very unique. And let me just be clear. I don't mean you're unique in a very snowflake, you're precious and you're God's gift to this planet. I mean this. Go. You are unique. You have influence like no one else around you because of your likes, your backstory, your preferences, where you are, your personality. And the invitation is go. Within that word is everything. All that I just said, all four layers in that word. And then he tells us what we can do when we go. He says this, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And he ends it this way. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So when he says, go, teach them what I've taught you. Care for them the way I've cared for you. Love them the way I have loved you. And as you go, you're not going alone. You'll have people around you. But more importantly, you'll have me with you. We believe that to go is one of the best ways to align yourself with the mission of our church if you're not ready for that, that is totally fine. We want you and your entire family to be here, to call this place home. We want you to be here regardless of your doubts or your baggage or your questions. We want you to be here. We want you to call this place home. And we want to be a resource to point you to truth. But if you are ready to align your life to the mission of our church, which is to help people find and follow Jesus, one of the best ways, one of the biggest ways to do that is talking about your faith. Is talking about your faith to your family, to your friends, to your coworkers, to your neighbors. Now, I, I, I like practical tips. I like easy, simple, practical tips. And I, I want to give you some of those things today. I, I would never just say, go, share your faith, talk about God. 
see you later. I would never do that. I would never want to do that. That's not helpful at all. So not only do we want to give you practical tips, we want to partner alongside of you and equip you with what you need. You see, my boys played uh, flag football this year. They're five and almost seven. And um, we got everything they needed. They got, you know, their uniforms and they had the cleats and they had the mouth guard and they showed up at the first practice and they run out in the field and they start practicing. And in that moment, I realized I've never taught my kids anything about football. (laughs) I've taught them about baseball and basketball. I, I showed them how to swing a golf club and throw a frisbee. But I don't think I've ever really told them how to play football. It just didn't really cross my mind. We don't ever want to do that with you. We want you to be confident when you talk about your faith. We want to equip you in ways to share your faith. So here are a couple ways, very practical ways to help you take a step towards sharing your faith. The first thing is this. You got to think about it. You got to think about what has happened. You have a backstory. You have an experience in faith. Why do you go to church? Why do you watch this? Why do you pray? Why are you kind to people? Where does your joy come from? When you're faced with something difficult in life, does it crush you or does it not? And if it doesn't crush you, why? Why is that? Think through all the ways you've seen God work in and through you. Those things are a big deal and worth sharing. The second thing is this. When sharing your faith, don't ignore your doubts. If you've had questions throughout your life about the existence of God, if the Bible was real, share those with people. Be vulnerable with people. Share those with people because they are probably going through the same thoughts right now. We, no one has it all figured out. We're all taking steps towards Jesus. The third thing is this, and this is the most important part. Practice telling your story. Practice telling your story. Write it up, write it down, type it up, say it out loud. Sometimes you don't even realize how much God has done for you and in you and through you until you put it on paper. The more you practice, the more you think about it, the more you get your thoughts in order, you'll not only be more grateful for for what God has done, but you'll be able to share your story with ease because it's right there. It's right there on the tip of your tongue always. And I promise this to you. As as an extension of our entire church, I promise this to you. We are committed to making a great environment for everyone who walks in the door. For everyone who walks in the door, no matter what their past is or their views of God, we want to make a great experience for you and anyone else you bring. And so if you're inviting someone here, or if you're coming here for the first time, we want you to be confident in what they're walking into. We, as Love Lake Norman, we want to go. We want to go. We don't want to just be stuck in this building. This is a building. We want to go. We want to love our neighbors well and equip you to love yours well, too. We want to give them a place to come and experience joy and peace and hear the gospel that Jesus died for them so that he can have a relationship with them. We want to do what our name says and love Lake Norman. That's what we want to do in the future to reach 200 people, to reach beyond that. We want to love Lake Norman. And in order to do that, 
we must go. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for everyone hearing my voice right now. God, even wherever they find themselves, uh, maybe they're, they've, they've been struggling with, with the existence of you or they've been struggling with something that happened to them where they're, they're mad at you. Or maybe they're, they've had a great faith journey. God, I pray in this moment that we would be able to look back on our lives and see how you've worked in and through it. So that we can write that down, type that up. That we can know that story, our story. So when we go to talk about our faith, it's there. It's there. And that people and our influence, that we have influence over, they may meet you because of our story. Thank you for allowing us to have a story that connects people to you. So that you may love them and they may know that. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.